I'd like to welcome to the show writer, director Tom Putnam and star David Cross of the film, The Dark Divide. How are you gentlemen doing today? Well, we just, we talked for five minutes, Ricky. <laughs> you didn't record it. We had a wonderful conversation about some of the uh, uh, decorations in your, your uh, place there. Yes, it's a fantastic little Debbie clock for those of you asking what Mr. Cross is talking about here behind us. Varnished, so. laminated, little Debbie clock. It's awesome. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, before we dive into the film, I'd like to ask a, a good question here. Um, Tom, I'll ask you first, what was your first job in the movie industry? I was a production assistant on the Psychic Friends Network infomercials. <laughs> that was... I remember I, got, I worked 12 hours. I got a check for 75 bucks and I got yelled at by Dion Warwick like 115 times. <laughs> oh, wow. I wish I'd known that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Dave, same question to you, sir. Uh, my uh, first thing I did, I guess, was um, I think the first thing I did was a, uh, um, God, I can't remember the name of the show, but it was a video countdown type show that was on and uh, uh, my friend Tom Kenny uh, was a part of it. It was like NBC at like 1230 or something like that. And then uh, this other guy who's a mutual friend, Paul Kozlowski, uh, we were all comics, but Tom was doing this thing on there. He was on there a bunch. And, uh, and I just did this kind of character who was this vaguely foreign, but you didn't know where type of person who sang um, uh, Christmas tunes out of tune. I think that was the first thing I ever did. I was probably, I don't know, 22. I don't know. That's fantastic. It didn't go over well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Dark Divide is based on a story of renowned butterfly expert, Robert Pyle, who embarked on a life-changing trek through one of America's most important unprotected wildlands in the summer of 95. Tom, to you, what inspired you to write and direct this film? I grew up near where the book and the true story took place. And I mean, that was like my childhood and teenage years was hiking and fishing and camping in the exact places that the book's author, Robert Pyle, wrote about. And I also saw a lot of the destruction he talked about from clear cutting firsthand. And I live in LA now, my son is 13 and his favorite things in the world are hiking and fishing and camping and we don't get to do it that much here. And it just reminded me what a huge part of my life it was and how much I still needed it. So I wanted to share that. David, from your work in Small Soldiers to your work in Animated to Rested Development, this is something I've never really seen you in. What was it like preparing for this emotionally layered role of Robert? Um, well, you know, it was, a, it was definitely a challenge. And uh, um, uh, I, you know, Tom and I went, uh, Tom, you know, wrote this really good script and the story is really compelling. And uh, we went back and forth and kind of crafted it a, a little bit knowing, you know, one, there's no budget and two, it's just a guy in the woods mostly. And, um, and I was insistent upon more nudity and Tom was like, I'm not sure, but I was pushing for it all the time. Um, and, and, you know, meeting, I, I started reading Robert's uh, uh, work and I met with Robert uh, um, 
a couple times. And then, you know, after that, there's not a whole lot you can do except start preparing to play a guy whose, uh, you know, wife is, the love of his life is dying of cancer. And now he's going to go on this journey that he is ill-prepared for and in way over his head. Um, and just to be fair to the real Robert Pyle, we, we, it was a conscious decision, obviously, to portray him as more inept than he really was. But, uh, um, you know, then you're just, then you're in it. Now you're in it. Tom, to you, what were some of the challenges you faced while shooting the film, especially outdoors? I mean, everything. Uh, we, we shot extremely rugged locations, a lot of the real locations where the story took place, which are like two hour drive down a dirt road and then lugging equipment, you know, a half mile in across lava beds or what have you. And comma, Oregon, Washington aren't exactly known for great consistent weather. And I mean, there was like a mountain lion one day. There were, there were bears somewhere based on the amount of bear poop I saw. Um, a tornado wrecked our production office and dropped a tree on our uh, van. Thunderstorms. Well, also, I'm sorry, describe the production office. Describe the, describe what our office. I tr we tried to make sure that you could, that you never saw it. Did you see it? No. Oh. I thought it was the car. Yeah, no, we had a production office. It was in the um, production manager's garage. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought yeah. it was, uh, who is it, Lisa's car working out of her car? We had people. Oh, yeah. Car. It was like our Jade, our costume designer, had like her old Honda Civic and every day looked like a yard sale because she would just pull up and like set up all her stuff out in the grass we, we had or no, whatever. Like, trailers. We had no like, uh, uh, so everybody, um, and people were pulling double duty of, uh, my favorite, and I mean, everybody was doing two wildly disparate things. Um, one day, the onset medic uh, was the boom operator. And if that's not the most uh, indie <laughs> thing, the onset medic was the boom operator. It's like total living in oblivion action mm -hmm. every day. Um, yeah, yeah I, you know, I wrote this thing. And I originally thought, I'm going to go make this for like 35 grand and I'll get a friend to act in it and I'll shoot it. And then it became like a movie movie. There's no hotels there. There's no anything. Um, I mean, there is a whole better part of a week. Like the crew slept in a, we were at a like basketball summer camp where there was no electricity. It looked like something out of Friday the 13th. Um, totally disused. A disused spider webs and, you know, blinds, you know, half falling off the just nasty, yeah, yeah, I mean, thing. And then we were filming and everybody would ask like, oh, how are you gonna put the butterflies in? And I was like, I don't know, well, we're gonna have to figure this out. And then, you know, it just worked out. Turns out you can't film spotted owls, it's illegal. So that was the thing. Um, like every day was something like that where, oh, right. Why did I write that? I'm gonna get the perfect segue there for you. Do you have a favorite butterfly now? The one that sits still and doesn't fly away after two seconds. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, wow, you really, David? Do you have a favorite butterfly? Um, I, this might be cheating, but the ghost moth, which I was not aware of until I read uh, until I read the the script in the book, um, 
and then uh, uh, Robert's friend, I can't remember who was the preeminent ghost moth wrangler guy. Um, uh, so I would say ghost moth. This guy was amazing. He showed up and he had like hundreds of butterflies and moths. Because, and if, if you're filming them, you, uh, you have, they have to be indigenous to that area. Otherwise you're releasing an invasive species. So it was, it was a challenge. And it, it, we shot at night too. Those scenes yeah. all night shoots. Get lost, find yourself is a quote that is used on a poster. The, it's basically the theme of the movie. You see it everywhere. David, what does that quote mean to you? Um, well, I think it's pretty apt. It's uh, pretty succinct. It's, it's in order sometimes to find yourself, to get to know yourself, to uh, really explore yourself, you have to get away from the uh, uh, external distractions we all have. You have to fa face a challenging situation in which there really is nobody to help you. And, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's a, a pretty good little succinct slogan. Before we go, um, I like to ask one fun question to all my guests before we go. Um, Tom, I'm going to let you kick it off first. What is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, uh, it's a Willie Nelson song. And why am I forgetting it? Uh, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, so lonely. Uh, oh, Patsy Klein song. Is that Patsy Klein? Yeah. I always sing it like Willie Nelson. Whatever oh, that song it. is. He covered, he covered oh. it. I'll either do that, or if I've had enough to drink, I'll do you fame. Crazy, da, da, yeah, crazy, crazy. That's right. The Willie Nelson version of crazy, or I'll do fame, which kind of is usually <laughs> uh, ends the whatever party's happening. Yeah. Leave it to you, sir. Um, it'd be one of two. It's either uh, "To Serve with Love" by Lulu, or "Eat It" by Weird Al. Oh, that's a good one. That's a fantastic one. And the best thing about Eat It is people think it's going to be Beat It. So uh, like suburb, drunk, tipsy suburban moms will go, yay, and come out on the floor. And then when you start doing Eat It, they get disappointed and leave. I want to see that. Why am I finding this out now? <laughs>